You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. My question to you guys is, Top five places in the United States of America. I don't know why I almost said Canada. That was that was weird. Um, to get chicken tenders. Is it specifically chicken tenders? This is we, this is very important. Is it specifically chicken tenders or like fast food chicken? Because Popeyes, there's yeah, there's a different answer. Popeyes chicken sandwich is very good, but not their tenders aren't necessarily as good as the sandwich. Ooh. And, and and also, um, my answer is going to be at least somewhat outdated because I haven't eaten fast food chicken tenders since 2012. Wow. I, I, do, I do like how you said it, it's slightly outdated. It's been a decade out of reach. Which is- <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I was also going to point out that uh, slightly out of date, apparently, to Asa is 10 years. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. Uh, the not Bill Simmons of the Touchline Media Group, because we don't use slurs on our podcast, do we, Bill? <laughs> I am uh, Asa, a.k.a. The Twig, your host, here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, a.k.a. The Stump. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire decides to put in. Uh, like I said, keep doing Miller Coors. It's very on brand for us. Um, we like it. It make you, and and I like that the the commercial they keep using for us is. Uh, you, I like Coors Light because it tells you when it's cold. You can feel it. You can feel when something's cold. You, you have tactile ability. We are joined by our friend uh, and and. I guess sort of corporate overlord from across the pond. Um, Krish, Krish, how are you? How are you feeling? Uh, please, please, please. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a colleague like everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> we're, all, we're all friends here. We are not we're friends. all friends. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us are just friends that can tell other friends what to do. Right. Uh, so, um, Krish, b- before we get started with the reason you're here, um, you're a point back in, in, in the football that, that, that you're, you're known for. How are you feeling? Um, it's, it's an odd feeling. Um, there's four games left, uh, four cup finals as they were, and, and another cup final to come in two weeks' time, and hopefully right. another cup final after the fact for that. It, it, um, come, come but on. yeah, 
come on, you're not yeah. you're not going to lose to the fighting Geo Los Celsos. <laughs> I was going to say he did he he wasn't that bad. I mean, I, I was lucky enough to um. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah. It's crazy how people leave Spurs and suddenly play free, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I could possibly do without the you know heart in mouth, hand in ass, um, kind of peril that is every 90 minutes every week and then not even bothering to watch Manchester City because you know the end result you know what's going to happen uh, but unless something crazy happens I mean it would have been a great season either way but it, it will be soul crushing disappointment by losing out from a point yet again um, but here's hoping I mean I've, I've, been, I've been doing all I can much like the Everton fans if I have to sacrifice some more animal to get this over the line <laughs> I'm open to that. <laughs> you know it's mean? not even like, but it's not even losing by a point, right? It's losing by a point where in any other season outside of like three, like yeah. you are the greatest team in premiership history. And then it's like, oh yeah, no, we actually allowed two teams to do this at the same time. So one of you is going to get screwed every year. And it's all, I think it's worse because he's bald as well. Yeah. <laughs> He's so like, I wouldn't mind listening to a man with hair. You know? There's a guy. There's a guy at my gym that looks just like Pep, and I I called him Pep today without thinking about it. And he, like the, I don't think he understood, which is I think better for me. Yeah. <laughs> um. And and I I mean, look, if you're good at uh with losing to a guy with hair, um, Antonio Conte, phenomenal hair. Phenomenal hair. Phenomenal Crazy. head of hair. Yes, um, that is one thing we can say about the Spurs. Their manager has a great head of hair. Great head of hair. Phenomenal hair, lovely Italian suits, nice yep. shoes. It, uh, it, okay, there's lots of things we can say about the Spurs then. Uh, and, and, and also, just like <laughs> just a nice thing about Antonio Conte is that he says really, really nice things about Steven Bergvine and then doesn't play him, uh, which, which I think is really funny because like he's, he's, not, he's not shy about telling people that they suck. Um, but like with Bergvine, he's like, we, we really believe in him. We think he's a player for our future. Uh, are you going to start him? No. Are you going to bring him in before the 85th minute? No. Okay. Great. Why would I do that? <laughs> that's, that's, that's crazy talk. Well, um, that also goes back to what uh, Chris and I were complaining about last, I think it was last week, where we were talking about, I took uh, Hota to score in the uh, Champions League match, and Klopp, yet again, uh, did not start Hota. And then just to screw with me, he likes to put him in with less than 30 minutes left on the clock every single time because that guarantees I lose my money without any real chance at making any back. Uh, but I mean, you, you can't, I mean, this is a football podcast. So I'm like, I'm actually cool talking about this. Like you can't be mad at him when Luis Diaz who should have come to Spurs, but said he didn't want to, which again, fair. Um, is, is, Kubisevsky, you know what I mean? He's I, great. The, the, the I love, worst yeah. Consolation prizes. Yeah. Um, we could have used both. Uh, you know, fair. there's, there's a depth issue in North London. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I like you, you, dude, Spurs. Spurs and Liverpool play next weekend. Um, hey, next next weekend at a seven p.m. kickoff, which is a bit of an odd time because they never really do yeah. those on a Saturday. So yeah. So so I um I, I like I did the math on it, and basically, if Spurs can get a point, they control their destiny for Champions League. Um, unfortunately, if Liverpool drop two <laughs> points at home to Spurs, um. There might be a riot. I'm not sure. <laughs> People may die. There's yeah. a high possibility of that. Um, it's a weird one though, because I, 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 I always say this on Cop End. I say it, you know, in, in the group chat and everything else. 
I completely believe in Liverpool to win every single game from now to the end of the season. The thing that I can't control, and I wish I could, because that would give me some form of demigod powers where I could adjust sports gambling and, you know, basically be some form of... Biff yeah, from God, God if you will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Biff>. <laughs> Back to the Future 2. Back to the Future 2, you're right. I'm sorry. My, that's that's my fault. I apologise. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you just look at the teams in Manchester, you got to play. It's like Newcastle. I mean, yeah, they're okay, but it's at the Etihad. So yeah. it's possibly a write-off. The one game I'm looking at, and of course it's my hometown team as well, is Wolves away. So mm. if my own people let me down, that's even worse. So, yeah. It'd be, it be your own folks. Yeah. It'd be <laughs> your own people, man. They're too Brutus. Well, <laughs> no, that's more, that's more directed at you for leaving the Wolves. The, uh, the rest of Wolverhampton is looking at you like, at two, at two, Krish, at two. I mean... See now, see now I have a good cop-out for that. Because my oh, dad is from Liverpool. Oh. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, a lot of people do like the carp out of rackers uh, in terms of some of the predictions they make and they never back their own things. So, yeah. Um, I, 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 I do have to say, I'm going to reiterate something. I, I was on New Spurs Order a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, um, well. And I, I made the following predictions. One, uh, Arsenal not making top four. Uh, and, and it was over back then. This was coming off of their third loss in a row or whatever it was. And I said, uh, Chelsea were trash and Spurs were going to get third. So I do want to say the following. One, Chelsea are trash. That they are the trash. Like, <laughs> like, like it's, it's like, um, it's like if you had a, a, a seven-year-old playing with the best team in FIFA, you'd be like, wait, no, no, no. I can, if I were playing this game, I could figure out how to use all of these world-class conceptually parts. I, I can beat up a seven-year-old. This is no problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, but, but Tuchel, for some reason, he looks at it as like, you know who's really good? Timo Werner at Leipzig. What happens when he comes to, uh, to, to Chelsea? Sucks. Romelu Lukaku, 100 million pounds. Sucks. Mason Mount, the, the, the future of British football. Sucks. Uh, if Mason Mount is the future of British football, or the future of British football is quite bleak. It always uh, has I'm been. actually, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually that okay true. with that. See, seeing as the draw for October came out already, I'm actually okay if uh, English football is in the toilet for the next. But like, remember, the, remember the, the guy before Mason Mount who's going to save British football? It was Deli Alley, and he can't get on the field for Everton. I was going to say Jack Grealish. Also, I mean, okay, I was going to say Jack Wilshire. Because remember when that was a thing? <laughs> that was I mean, Harry Maguire. Uh, yeah, Harry Maguire is super important to English national team. Um, but See, you know, I, 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 I kind of have a level of respect for Harry Maguire because you he know, keeps doing it. <laughs> he just keeps doing what he's doing. He's copped out every single time, and he's clearly on a very good amount of money per week. And he's, he, uh, part of him must be sitting there thinking, "I can't believe I'm getting away with this." <laughs> It's like it's like uh like the scene at the you end guys, of every high school. You guys are gonna pay me how much? Yeah, no, where do I sign? I, I don't need to read it. I just you're gonna pay me how much? Yeah, cool. So I have a theory. I have I have a conspiracy theory. Harry yeah. Maguire, big Leicester City fan. Big, mm-hmm. big Leicester City fan. And so what he's done is he just got that money to Leicester, um, and then was like well, the money's already there. I don't, I don't have any love for Manchester United or really have any consequences for me playing like shit for my team. So I can play for the national team where he always plays reasonably well. I mean, he's fine for the national team. Like, like he's not a $100 million defender, but like 
that's I, I think that's that, that well as someone who isn't a big lover of international football unless it's a competition based format um Harry Maguire yeah, yeah okay He's but okay. I think this is more to do with the fact that the illusion shows that like, because England play San Marino and Moldova <laughs> like CBD six times per year that ev- everyone looks good so yeah that's that's my thing we, we, we beat up the lesser nations take up their resources and then we flop at every international competition England has never, never taken advantage of countries, taken all of their resources, and then when confronted with a serious uh, opponent, uh, folded. And I'm not going to say that the Blitz was a fold, but it was a little bit of a fold. Yeah, it was kind of a fold. Who, who doesn't have anti-air? Who doesn't have anti-air warfare on the ground surrounding their major cities? It's awful. It's terrible. I mean, it's 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 what we're talking about here is is you were you were just inviting pressure and hoping to counter, but you never counter. You're waiting for someone else to counter, which we did. I'm going to say we did uh, with no reference to what the Soviet Union did because um, my wife listens to this. (laughs) Also, uh, the British famously also countered the Blitzkrieg back and bombed most of Germany. But sure, yeah, no, that was us. I mean, look, like they, (laughs) whatever, I'm giving us the win. Uh, Red Foreman. Red Foreman has taught me a lot of things. It, was, one of those. it was a tie. <laughs> so the uh, the subject of this episode is not uh, how Spurs are going to somehow ruin Liverpool and Spurs season uh, this weekend, which they will. I don't know how. It's what they do. Um, and I have to pretend to care about Europa League, which is what's going to end up happening. They get, they get COVID and then Liverpool also gets COVID and everybody has to forfeit the last three games. Except for Arsenal, because nothing good can happen to me. I actually think Europa League would be the worst competition in the world for Spurs. Well, we'll lose Conte. I think I don't. I don't think Conte is going to stick around. That's the only. That's the only downside. But I always look at it as one of those competitions where I kind of look like West Ham have done. I'm thinking Spurs are good. They can do that. They have the firepower to beat Frankfurt. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, some sausage nation from Germany. It, it's fine. Yeah, but they don't have the power to beat Marseille. And also, I don't. I think if the worst thing that could happen is you lose your world-class manager. Like, that's kind of a bad thing to happen. It's not great. That is uh, a bad thing to happen. Especially, although- after the, if, especially after the shambles that was last year trying to find a manager in the first place. Like, the top, like, six choices turned them down. I don't – like, once you got somebody to agree, you should do what you can to hold on to that guy. Remember Nuno? <laughs> that was fun. That was a fun – That was fun. That was uh, – I, 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 I got to tell you, like um, – I, I talked to myself on this podcast. I talked to myself into Nuno and I said, you know what? Wolves always punch above their weight. Imagine what he has with Sun instead of Adama Traore, Kane instead of Jimenez. Like this dude can do it. This dude can do it. And after like, and, and after that first Man City win, I was like, just beat Man City without Harry Kane. Spurs to the moon. And then it was like, oh no, this guy's bad at managing. He's he's not actually good at this. <laughs> I always find those kind of managerial put those kind of managerial roller coasters. It's like, oh yeah, cool. I, I, I'm fully on board now. That's the Manchester City win, and it's like a, oh no, no oh this, no, this oh oh bad. oh no, this is bad. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, is really bad. <laughs> um, so like, I, and, and like, I don't know who they would get after Conte because like, when you start going through the list of like absolutely actually world class managers, mm. um. Despite how you feel about him, uh, Josie was one of them. Not anymore, clearly, because whatever. Although he's about to win a cup, cup competition with Roma. Um, 
maybe. Hopefully, because yeah. I don't think the world should allow Brendan Rodgers to win a European competition, it no matter what. So bad. No matter what <laughs> tier it is, just because he's. What's the way? I'm, the best way I can put this, obviously, the 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 the, the, the only and therefore the greatest football football matchup. This is the only place where this comparison can ever be made. Brendan Rodgers is essentially Jack Easterby for the Texans. Wow. <laughs> that is somehow the meanest thing said about both Jack Easterby and Brendan Rodgers ever. <laughs> I don't know we, we, we could top something meaner about Jack Easterby. Easterby. Probably. Easterby? It's a Y, Easterby. I mean, I, I don't think that he uh, takes kindly to buy anything down there. Oh. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's a yeah anyways uh youth pastor asshole. um so brendan rogers uh, like, that's not even an insult that's a factual no, statement that's just a factual statement um i, I actually so like I, I i don't know if you know this Krish, but one of my very like closest friends is a lester fan mm-hmm. so like i always have this like vague rooting interest for them and then like you know they they played spurs last weekend so um we had like a nice you know nice fun banter because like Lester didn't show up and try, which like I appreciated, but like they 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 came out there and were like, oh no, we're gonna lose three to nothing, three to one. Hey, wait, <laughs> finger poke of doom type of game. Yeah, it was just like, eh, eh, all right, fine. But Rogers, I I really am scared of him because in terms of the the um, the manager discussion, um, if he wins that competition and Conte leaves. Then those discussions about, well, is it Brandon Rogers or is it Graham Potter who's going to go to Spurs? And it's like, both of you suck so bad. I don't want either of you. And like, I'll talk myself into it. I, I will. I will talk myself into it. Well, you know, Brighton always look good. Uh, they, they always play teams tough. And then it'll I take about 15 minutes for him to talk himself into it. He talked Josie into himself over the course of like a sip of water. Yeah. Well, I, I, I wanted Josie to succeed because he's an asshole and I appreciated that about him. Yeah, this uh, post Chelsea Jose. I think there's always a bit of you that wants him to succeed. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, uh, uh. Anyways, um, <laughs> so there was a, an actual like American football event. The one actual American football event because USFL. You know, you're trying. The le- the, the, the the lesson of USFL is, of course, never try. Um, but no, oh, the lesson of the USFL is you should do every dumb rule you can think of should be incorporated. They should never be allowed to be punt. They should only be allowed to have one rushing play per drive. They okay. should field goal. There should be no field goals within the red zone. Like any dumb rule you can think of that would speed the game up. That's what we should, that's what we should use this for. I'm fine. I'm fine with all of that. Um, but the, uh, the actual football that was uh, our respective teams have new players um, via a monopolistic and uh anti-capitalist uh process whereby they are assigned to teams like assets in a bankruptcy sell-off um as opposed to the notably socialist nations of europe using crazy free market capitalism where you just buy up all the good players and hope it works out um or in liverpool's in liverpool's sense because i know you guys are very proud of this you, you sold off just as much of you as you brought in. Your $400 million spend is supported by a $350 million sell-off. Is that, hey, is that net spend, that baby. you got to bounce the book somehow. You know what I mean? Yep. That, that's, <laughs> that, that's the argument. Uh, um, so uh, let's, let's talk first about um, when, we, when we talked about the, the NFL draft, when we previewed it, um, we, we talked about 
you know, throughout the last couple of months, you know, Malik Willis, is he going to go two? Is he going to drop? Who's going to trade up for him? Um, you know, Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau at number one, you know, that it's those two, it's probably Hutchinson. Uh, and it's a good reminder. It's a good reminder that we know nothing. And all we of that pre-draft. No shit. Yeah. Like all that pre-draft <laughs> speculation is just, just stuff, just words. It's just content. And like, look, we're in the content creation game, all of us. Um, and you got to talk about the things that are like coming out, like, oh, Malik Willis, like huge ups. And it's like, no, no, nobody in the NFL was interested in Malik Willis. And it's funny because like during the college football season, when I'm not in NFL draft mode, and if you would ask me like, oh, uh, is Malik Willis going to be a successful NFL quarterback? I would have been like, no, no, of course he's not. But over the course of the last four months, the NFL draft industry is like, no, no, no he's the guy. He's going to be the guy. He's, 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 he's Lamar Jackson in two years. Don't worry about it. And it's like, no, he's not. But uh, the ultimate outcome of all of this is Trayvon Walker, who never made All-Conference, who never made All-American, who never won an award, was blessed was not, by the Jacksonville Jags- Jaguars doing Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars things. Who was not even the best D-lineman on his own team. He wasn't the second best D-lineman on his own team. He might not be even clear. be the third best D-lineman on his own team. I mean, I, like, I want to be clear about this. Um, Jordan Davis was better and Devon Wyatt was better. And you can talk me in to one of those, you know, uh, whoever that, that uh, edge rusher was. Um, uh, Adam Anderson? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, like Trayvon, Trayvon, he's good. I'm not saying he's not going to be successful, but, like, who number one overall, that's Anthony Bennett vibes all the way down. <laughs> and and not, to, not, to, not to step on the toes of Courtside Fraka, who you should listen to, dear listener. Um, Anthony Bennett vibes. <laughs> Ooh, like, it was... It was bad. Yeah. That's it, it's Trump. You heard all the stuff come out of Trump saying, Oh, it, he reminds me so much of Alden Smith. Does, does he really? Really? Is he giving off criminal vibes? Is, is this is what you're, <laughs> is this what this we're, what doing? we're looking for? <laughs> but also, I think that we should take a moment and reflect on the fact that, uh, based on the shit show that was the Urban Meyer uh, regime in Jacksonville, this might actually be an improvement somehow, which is, uh, more of an indictment of Urban Meyer than really the new regime. Although Trent Balk is still a moron, so. I mean. I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the kind of five-part future Amazon Netflix series called Who is Aaron Donald? The story of the 2021 Jacksonville Jaguars. That is going to be so much fun to watch. I mean, it's. I, it's... The Jeff Perlman book is already like, I can't wait for that. Yeah, that's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um. But like you, 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 you look at Jacksonville and you say to yourself, like, what is the plan? Right. Because even, even with, with different coaches, like you still have the same ostensibly ownership and, and manager like theory, right? Like what is the plan? Like, okay, we're going to, we're going to build around Trevor Lawrence. Great. Cool. Like I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, who are we going to take no, number one overall? A three, four defensive end. Okay. Um, are we going to keep DJ Chark, our best wide receiver? No. What are we going to do? We're going to give an ungodly sum of money to a third wide receiver from Arizona. What we're going to do right. is we're going to completely dismantle the entire wide receiver market for everyone involved. This and is forever. What... <laughs> yeah. I like it, it's it's so dumb. It's so like whatever. I mean, in fairness, uh, I don't know that Arizona actually does rank their receiver like. For all we know, Christian Kirk is a number one receiver, and Cliff Kingsbury just doesn't really know what he's doing and just kind of randomly numbered his wide receivers. That's like, awesome. ah, 
yeah, you're four, you're three, you're one, you're two. Good. Let's go. It's like, that doesn't make any, that doesn't make any sense. Well, Hollywood Brown is apparently a number one. That oh my also God, made fu- no sense, by the way. The funniest <laughs> thing about that was the Cardinals trading for that uh, and giving up the higher draft pick than for what went for AJ Brown, like two picks later. I mean, that, that's the thing is that like, if you're looking at wide receivers and like, you got to have a guy, every team has got to have a guy who goes to owners meetings and coaches meetings and whatever, and just gets people drunk, right? Like, Hey, how's, how's AJ Brown doing? Oh, you know, he's a little upset about his contract. Interesting. But nobody from Arizona thought like, Hey, what if we tried to get AJ Brown? No, man, we're, we're, we're going to get Hollywood. Cool. Good. Also, can we stop calling that man Hollywood? Because he, he doesn't deserve Hollywood status. He's Bollywood Brown. Uh, hold San Fernando Valley Brown? Near Hollywood? No, it's worse. It's worse. No, it's even worse <laughs> no, than that. No, because Bollywood does cool stuff. No, he wasn't sure. even good enough to get to Southern California. They threw him in Scottsdale, which is like the off-brand of the off-brand of Hollywood. <laughs> well, hold on. You, you got to think, like, where, where, where are they making movies these days, right? Like, Hollywood. Georgia. Yeah, like that's the thing. It's, it's like Decatur Brown, Macon Brown, Marietta Brown. Uh, Macon Brown would be a very good name for like a 3 4 defensive end. No, yeah, I was oh, say, yeah. that actually works. Yeah, that does work. Um, <laughs> uh, so does Decatur. Yeah, Decatur Brown. Like, if you tell me someone's like, oh, that's Decatur Brown, I'd be like, I want nothing to do with that, man. <laughs> like, like it's, it's, it's like, um, you know, because, like, if you go by, like, the big city, right? Like, someone goes by Detroit. You're like, eh, whatever. But if someone goes by, like, oh, I don't know, Saginaw, you're like, ah. Ooh. Oh, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, you're in for a long day with someone who called, you know, Saginaw. You know what Sa- I mean? Saginaw Jones. Bermichi, like, nope, Bermichi nope. Johnson. Ooh, that's Ooh. a long day. That that's is a long day. Fun. You're claiming a city I don't I don't really want to visit. Uh Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so because this is not a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, despite the amount we talk about them, um, I'm just going to say the word Tim Tebow, just because we have a quota. Um, the, the lions, the, 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 the NFL Detroit lions had a good draft. They did smart things. Can, can we talk about how they've, probably like the probably I feel like they're the worst, best team in the league Yeah, because they're exciting. They play for stuff. Well, I mean, there was, but there was sniffs of that last year too. Like they kept losing games by one score and they kept unfortunately blowing games with like 50 yard walk-off field goals. So they were a lot better than their, uh, their record they, they, they were underperforming their XG to use, to use the analogy. They're the They're, Brighton of the NFL. They are yes. the Brighton of the NFL. Uh, Same color scheme yeah. too. To, and like, to be completely open about this, I thought that Dan Campbell was a, was it a dumb hire to begin with? He was a and dumb I hire. Was, I thought it was really dumb to give him six years before he'd ever coached a game. It was then, dumb. Just yeah, because things work out doesn't make them not dumb at the time. Well, yeah. But, like, You I gave think the strength Lions... conditioning coach how long? <laughs> the... It's like, has he ever been a coordinator? No. Oh, okay, cool. Six years. Great. Uh, what was the guy who was the... – oh, what was the guy? His name is – Bob um... McAdoo. <laughs> don't remind me of those days <laughs> he's now we, in we, uh, we Carolina need to do a pod. being an asshole we, we, need to, we need to do a pod about the Suhi war to the introductory press conference because I remember watching that and thinking this could only be bad he's wearing his dad's suit <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> this is terrible 
<laughs> but who was who was the guy who was like the offensive line coach for the 49ers and then somehow end up being the head coach? Uh, Tom Sula. No. Jim Tom yeah. yes. I, Oh, I was yes. thinking of see, see, do you know who else uh, fits this? Um, former Lions head coach, Rod Marinelli, defensive nice. line coach, uh, never was a coordinator, was a head coach at, in, in Detroit, and that went about as well as you thought. Except that now he's the D coordinator for uh, the, the Cowboys. True. True. Mm. Um, so, so the Lions, the Lions had a great draft. Um, the people like people usually like to shit on coaches who trade up or, or organizations who traded up, but Detroit had probably the most successful trade up. Um, I can, I can remember. I mean, they, yeah. they, they traded 34 to move up from 32 to 12 and from 66 to 46. Yep. Like they gave up an early second round to move up 40 picks over over two who over two and they got honestly my favorite wide receiver in the draft. I mean he's he's gonna have to redshirt, mm. but um, Jamo Williams was uh, was was my favorite. Um, uh, here's I mean I'm oh, was he really? Do we have to do we have to get the receipts out of the group chat because I believe you picked a different favorite earlier this week. Oh Pickens, yeah. Oh no no Pick, Pickens 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 is the one I think is going to be the most successful. I, Jameson Williams is, is is my favorite. Um, wait, no, I would have, no, 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 stop that, around. reverse it, stop that, reverse yeah, it. all the way around, there you yeah, go, yeah, yeah, um, uh, no, but, but Jameson Williams, here, I'm, I'm gonna give you guys a, a fun little story here, um, as people know, Justin Thind, friend of the pod, um, occasionally we get information from him, and he, he says things, Jameson Williams was ready to go to Michigan State, and then Alabama was like, hey, do you want to come here, and he was like, yes, but, uh, Michigan State almost had an offense with Kenneth Walker the third. Jalen Naylor, Jaden Reed, and Jamison Williams. And um, that would have been a lot of fun. Although Jamison Williams probably wouldn't have gone 12 overall because um, nope. he would have been playing in the Michigan State offense. But True. but anyway, so the, the, the Lions did a lot of good. Uh, I, I would have liked for them to have taken a flyer on Malik Willis in the second round, but they didn't need to. I mean, I but- would have rather had Kayvon than Aiden at two. But other than that, Same. I don't think, I don't think, again, I don't think. Aiden is a bad pick. I think that Aiden isn't a great number two overall pick. Uh, Based on what he, I think he will be in the NFL. I really think he's closer to like a late first round, more likely like a second round pick. I think he's, he's an awesome mid round, mid first round pick in in, in my, in my estimation, because he is a 10 year pro. I think there's no, there's such a little chance that he is not successful as a defensive end in the NFL, but he's not going to break games. He's not JJ Watt. He's not even right. I, I was going to say, he's not even TJ Watt, but TJ Watt's also very good. Um, like I was Just trying to do like the, the off rain, brand, the rain, <laughs> the reigning defensive player of the year. I know. Like I was, I was trying to think like, what's the off brand version of JJ Watt TJ. No, 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 no. He, he is not. The to be clear. There is a third Watt. I think his name's Chris. Why do I think it's Derek? I think he might be Derek. He's near the fullback. Yeah, Derek Watt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Oh. So, so not Cam Hayward, but Connor Hayward. How about that? Off-brand yeah, Hayward. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a so fun fact. The Steelers now employ, I believe it's three sets of brothers. Yeah. The Watts, the Haywards, and the... I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember the third set. Um, Connor Hayward is, is, is somehow going to make that team be a 15-year pro as a fullback who can catch the ball. And it's going to be so dumb because he was... It, 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 because it's like... You can you can just get a guy who's like a 230 pound bowling ball with great hands, and it's like, yep, you are a 15 year pro, great. Um, 
So congratulations to Connor Hayward. We like him. Uh, but but let's talk a little bit about we'll, we'll we'll come back to the Lions and sort of the general tenor of the draft uh, right after this. Uh, dear listener, in case you're wondering, um, I did forget to put in an ad read, and that was off the top of my head because I wanted to talk about the Giants because Krish noted Giants fan, uh, and I mean maybe the best draft in 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 the league, um, but maybe not the best draft in New Jersey. So what 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 are your thoughts, Krish? I've been able to marinate on it. Um, obviously, not day one. Extremely happy um, how everything fell. I was kind of, con- I was kind of concerned, kind of worried when um, they picked Kayvon at five. I'm thinking, ooh, what, what, what's, what's going on? We, we badly need a right tackle. So I thought it was going to be either one of Icky or uh, or Evan Neal. But the way the board fell, the way the draft fell in, in general, to be fair, really helped us out. I mean, Stingley going free was that was ridiculous. I mean, that was like, crazy, and, and 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 people will remember from 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 this podcast. He's my he was my draft crush because I thought he was going twelve, and I mm. was like, oh, I'm going to look so smart when Derek Stingley is a, a future All Pro after going twelve. And I was like, he went three. Now I'm going to look like an asshole when he's just a very good cornerback for the next five years. Um, this is the thing, though, because any other team, you probably think he'd do quite well. If you put Stingley on the Jets, I think he'd be quite well. But the Texans are just. He's 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 a tire fire. Yeah, as, as someone, tire fire. The lion the lions learned their lesson about taking cornerbacks at three. Just don't don't do it. Oh, I miss. Uh, what's I, I feel really bad for Jeff because oh Jeff, do you know? Yeah, I do I liked you? him. So I, you know he's like one of those. I mean, granted, he does he did come from Ohio, Ohio State, and all the baggage that does come from there. But you know, you just look at someone, you think, good guy. Really good, will make a good pro. And then that, that first year was rough. I mean, like, the thing is, is that, like, you look at Jeff Okuda and you say to yourself, and, like, and this is the point about the draft. Like, we talked about, like, oh, we think this, we think that, we don't know shit. Um, if you, like, if you boil down, like, what are the necessary traits to be a good cornerback? And what do you want to see in college from a good cornerback? Okuda had all of it. Every single like, one. Every single thing you want from a corner, he had. And, and, and like, and, and, and it's not like a reverse Richard Sherman where you had someone who's really good in college and has all the traits, but he's like two inches short, right? Like Richard Sherman was super successful because he was tall and people were like, well, okay, we can fit a system, whatever. Jeff Okuda just sucks. And I don't know why, like, I, I, I don't have an answer for it. And, and a uh, friend of the podcast member, Josh Bedinock, who was a defensive back at Baylor, like we, we can ask him about it, but like, I think the answer is going to come down to like, shit I don't know like and and that's so much of what happens in the NFL like we I talk and like like we talk on this podcast so much about like draft guys who are good in college they'll be good in the pros and we can like we can point to so many guys like that Pat Mahomes Deshaun Watson personal life notwithstanding Lamar Jackson Ah. yeah uh you know like and 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 those guys were just like killer in college Mm. and we and and so like when they went behind Mitch Trubisky or whatever you're like no. Yeah, but that was that was more of a racism thing than an yes. actual right. Yeah. Well, that's another part of it. <laughs> that, <laughs> I, I don't know if you noticed, but each one of the quarterbacks that I just mentioned were not. White. Yeah, I, I don't think Virginia Harris is thinking there. That's the guy I want. No, <laughs> I want the white guy. That's what was going on um, <laughs> over at Harris Hall. But um... <laughs> yeah, and and, and, yeah. and like I, but 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 you even do it with like stuff like um, you know, like like uh. Who, who's another example? It's like Kenneth Walker III is actually this like this year's example of 
the NFL not overthinking it, right? Like Kenneth Walker III was either the first or second best running back, probably the best pure running back, didn't show much with his hands. So he went second among running backs and he went in the beginning of the second round. And you say to yourself like, yeah, he was kick-ass in college. He's probably going to be mm. a good pro. There's just a value thing. But then you get things like Matt Areza going third among punters, which pissed me off to hell because yeah, like the dude was really good to, at punting. To, 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 to a team that doesn't punt the ball. Yeah. I, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted him. I, I was rooting because we, we need a punter. Obviously the Giants. Mm-hmm. That's my one great I've taken from this draft. We didn't draft a punter. So our punter at the moment is the Scottish Hammer. Jamie Gillian, That's... which is only, which is bad. It's not good. Because the guy before him sucked as well. So it's like, there was a punter shaped hole on this roster and, you know, the Penn State guy, that would have been cool. Um, but he went in the fourth round, which I thought which, was like, also fine. crippled these days. Yeah, like, like you don't have to take a punter in the fourth round. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you should. And then Ariadne went a few picks if his before. Name is, yeah, if his name is Punt God, you probably should, man. Yeah, no, no, I'd be cool with that. I can't believe he went third. I can't believe he went third and Mel Kuyper went on TV with a straight face and said that he was the third best punter in that draft. He's not. He just like, like the thing is, is that it's like, it's an example of like the NFL being like, well, he, he doesn't know how to play NFL football. It's like, dude, he kicks the ball really fucking far, really fucking high. I apologize for cursing, but like, this is the thing that got me most fired up in the draft. He went Not to Buffalo, even. so he gets so he gets the the eerie, the uh, lake effect eerie winds, and he's able to punt that ball to like Cleveland. I was gonna say Toronto, but yeah, that would be going across the lake, and that's not how that works. It needs to go the other way. Uh, you know, I hear I hear you with your with your understanding of wind, and I raise you a I don't care because international punting would have been funner. He's Joe's that over. good of a punt. He's that good of a punter. He can break the laws of physics. That's how yes, he is. That's, <laughs> that's, be that's it. what yeah. it is. I mean, he is a deity. I mean, he is dumb. It's true. It's true. Um, so, you know, like who's to say whether or not he could punt it across the border. Um, <laughs> but with the Giants draft, I just realized that we got really off cue there, but yeah, I, I right. did every single side of it. Uh, <laughs> so Evan Neal, Evan Neal, who, who, who wins the, um, Ooh. The like I, I don't know what award it is, but like dude who looks the best with his shirt off is Evan Neal. Like so Evan Neal is what 320? 325, yeah. And looks 220. I mean which... he, he he looks like a tight end. Like if you looked at oh, him God, and, and yeah. like you'd be like, oh, that's like that's like a, a, a joker tight end who's uh you know like 240, probably runs like mm. uh you know four seven. Yeah, 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 great. And it's like, nope, this dude is three twenty-five. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Evan Neal. Um, he, he, his, oh my God, his arms are so thick. It's, I just Googled it. Yeah. 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 He's, a, so he does, he's what you would call a tree trunk of a man. Yeah. With his, with his shirt off, he does have a little bit of belly fat, which I mean, is to be expected near 320 pounds, but his arm is, has to be as thick as my like, torso he's, he's, he's going to, he's going to be, he's going to be great. I mean, he's going to be, I th- like, but again, I say this and I have no idea, but I think that he's going to be very successful. This isn't like an Eric Fisher situation where it's like, he's the number one left tackle in the, in the draft. And you're like, is that because it's a bad tackle draft? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is he good or is everybody else bad? I believe that I, is Super Bowl champion, Eric Fisher. Thank you very much. Yeah. You want to take him from number one overall? Uh, no, we have a left tackle, I think. Do we? A very good one. Yeah. 
also a Polynesian left tackle, which also no, he's, he's, he's right, 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 right tackle. He's, he's still right tackle. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, because, because because we had a left tackle on the on the roster and thought to ourselves, what could we what could we use the number one left tackle in the twenty twenty one draft for? Right tackle. Do you know what we didn't need uh, was a Jamar Chase. We didn't need Jamar Chase. Um, no, he was completely overrated. Obviously, it was all it's all it's all just the chemistry with Joey Burr. It's great. It has to be. Great. It could be worse. You could have taken Jada Regor instead of Justin Jefferson. So, oh my god, oh, they're, they're still they, they, still they trying to course correct. Nerve. <laughs> they had the unmitigated nerve this weekend to say that Jada Regor available for trade. It's like, oh, is yeah, he? I'm pretty sure is we he? all do that. <laughs> did, did, yeah, sure, sure. Great. I yeah, just he's like gonna to be, tell us. he's going to be available for flag football in a few weeks, let alone NFL <laughs> football. <laughs> I just like that the reports are coming out that the Eagles were calling teams to tell them that Jalen Rieger was uh, available for trade. It's like, yeah, he's available. Like, yeah, we we know you don't have to tell. Like, you don't need to tell us. Next, you're going to see if there's like billboards outside of certain NFL cities that just say Jalen Rieger available for trade. It's like, uh, you know, on the block. On 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 the block. Um, is there is there Anything else? Like, hey, we'll give you Jalen Rieger. And what? <laughs> this is harassment, sir. Never call here again. <laughs> we do, we, sir. We do not do not appreciate you calling us at these hours. Uh, it's two o'clock on a Wednesday. We said what we said. Don't. This call. is the religious household. No. <laughs> uh, it's it's uh it's uh I, I I don't know what time various people pray. I know like my people pray three times a day. One of those times is in the, is in the afternoon. So like, yeah, like, you know, that doesn't, that's not it. Um, I'm watching winning time. Uh, so I'm, I'm getting a better sense for when um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar prayed. It's five times a day. I don't know how often Christians pray. Um, it's not come up in my life, but, uh, but yeah, don't call it at, at one o'clock in the afternoon uh, asking me about Jalen Rigor. I don't, I don't, I don't ask you about your worst decisions. Come on now. <laughs> you ask me about my worst decisions pretty much every day. Yeah. Because it, inclu- <laughs> it includes being on this podcast. I mean, nobody's holding a knife to, uh, to your throat. That's not true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so the, the other, the other sort of big ish news about this whole thing um, outside of the trades, outside of, um, you know, Aiden Hutchinson going to, um, Derek Stingley somehow going three, um, the quarterbacks. I, oh, right. I forgot to talk about the joke that became not a joke. Kenny Pickett went to Pittsburgh. We were joking. At 20. It's not that he went to Pittsburgh. It's that he went to Pittsburgh at 20. They spent with first round small, draft pick. With extremely small hands. They're so small. The they're hands. So small. <laughs> they're so small. Like, why? I. You know, it's, it's, a it's, 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 you know, I, I guess like the question you got to ask yourself if you're Pittsburgh, right. And you look at Kenny Pickett, right. I'm not even talking about the draft value insanity, which it was, it was insane. Um, Do you say to yourself, okay, this is the guy, this is the guy we are going to build around for the next 15 years. Um, Ben Roethlisberger, we we were with since 2004. Um, before that, you know, we, it, it was a revolving door of the Tommy Maddoxes of the world and the Charlie Batches of the world. Um, but we had Ben Roethlisberger and we're going to roll with Kenny Pickett for the next 15 years. Okay. Have you watched Kenny Pickett? Cause I have, 
Yeah. <laughs> not very good. Like, like beyond like the small hands, beyond the testing, he's just not very good at the game of football. And like, I, I mean, look like good on him for, for getting the bag. I'm never going to, I'm never going to be mad at someone. Like it's not his fault. They took him at 20, but you, you, you're telling me that there was no better option at 20. No, nobody. How the hell did Kenny Pickett start 52 games, by the way? Uh, because Pittsburgh isn't good. And so when they had a quarterback who was an NFL quarterback, I mean, look, Kenny Pickett is going to be an awesome backup for the next 20 years, 10 years. Um, they didn't have a better option. Like, again, like you think about how many good quarterbacks there are in the NFL, right? Like there's 10 in any given year, 15, maybe. Yeah. In college, well, like they had to come from somewhere. And in college in any given year, you've got like 20 across 120 teams that are like good at football. And eight of those are running backs in, in training. You know, like who can't throw the ball. So like with Kenny Pickett, you're like, I, fuck, I don't know. He can get it out on time. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, people Great. forget that Kenny, that uh, Pittsburgh was like just the chaos team until this year, in which case they all decided to start playing well. Uh, they were like consistent eight and four, seven and five every year. So Nine like, yeah, got, they would be, they yeah, beat, a starts. beat a Clemson, beat a Penn State, lose to a Minnesota or a Bowling Green. I think it's though, it's like obviously with the transfer portal becoming a bit more prominent, probably what, what, past two, three years now? Uh, yeah, it really popped off last, uh, two years ago, probably. What did? The transfer portal. Oh, yeah. So you could get yourself a decent, they just, they, they just did. Pitt just got the, the, the guy from USC. Um, and the, ah. the player to be named later, Jordan Madison, going over to USC for $3 million in the house. That's the rumor. Yes. Um, which, like, it's so funny because, like, you, you have these, like, talking heads at ESPN who are like, oh, my gosh, they're going to ruin the game. All the good players are just going to go to the richest teams. And you're like, my friend, I would like to point you to literally the entire history of this sport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Are you telling me that Alabama might get the best players? Not only that. Yeah. So that's the funny part. It's like not even that. It's not even that, like, oh, yeah, like the best. Uh, the best players will go to the richest teams. It's like, this is just, we're, we're bringing USC back into the fold here because they've been out for a while and they got annoyed that they weren't able to recruit up to the level of everybody else. So they're just going to buy guys now, which is, uh, you know, what they've always done. Just now it's above the table. Well, like, not, no, it's, it's not only like above the table, which it's still not because team, like schools aren't allowed to be involved in NIL discussions. That's the rule. <clears throat> <clears throat> You, th- you, you think that Lincoln Riley didn't go to whoever the boosters are at USC? I don't know them off the top of my head. You think Mel C- Tucker doesn't go to Matt Ishbia? You think uh, Nick Saban doesn't go to that Carr family in Bama? Like, you think Hang Miami- on a minute. Why are all these NIL deals coming from Dirty Sanchez Productions? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Nick Saban goes to anybody, to be clear. I think they come to Nick. Like, how much money can I give you? How much money do you need? Like, what's your budget? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I could, I could use uh, $80 million. Here's 100 <laughs> I need to get the kitchen done. That would be a start. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, right. got bored. we got bored with the old house. And, and like, that's, that's – it's, it's, it's crazy thinking about this. But, like, Justin Ross is actually the argument in favor of NIL, right? Because Justin Ross was a no-doubt – First round pick two years ago. Yeah. And then he broke his neck and then he went undrafted. Justin Ross, three years later, 
has money that if he invested properly, carries him well into his 50s as a 19-year-old, right? So, so, so you're telling me that Jordan Addison shouldn't get every dollar he can? And oh, by the way, this is what the free market does. Like you can be mad that Jack Relish goes for 100 million, but that's what someone was willing to pay for him. Declan Rice is going to go for 110 million pounds. He is. He's going to. He's not worth it from my perspective. If it were no. my money, I wouldn't do it. If there was a salary cap, it would be insane, but there isn't. And the people who have 110 million, they should get rid of it. Now, whether that goes to another guy who has 110 million, and then we get into the question of trickle down economics vis a vis um, petrol states, uh, I, I can't really say. I do know I that think, there. I don't think we need to get into that conversation. Also, did you say Declan Rice for 110 million pounds? He's going to. Yeah, he'll, pop, he'll probably go for more. I mean, like. For 110 British pounds? Million. 110 million British pounds. Yeah. Like the, like the form he, of currency. Like the form of currency. Pound sterling. Yeah. Yeah. He may go for 125. I mean, it's, and, and, and that's where we're at. That's where we're at. And like, look, like, you, do you think that like I'm going to begrudge Erling Holland for getting paid $30 million a year? No. You think, like, I don't care if, if, if Dubai is $30 million poorer this year. Like that doesn't that actually probably me. like well, it probably objectively helps you to be fair. <laughs> no, 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 no. Dubai's fine. Dubai's cool. Um, oh, okay. We're 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 happy with Dubai at the moment. Um, but like like do do you think I care if 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 uh, PSG is spending 125 million pounds um, and giving it to the pocket of the Glazers for Paul Pogba? He's not going to go for that much. Um, but like, no, I don't care. And Jordan Addison should get three million dollars. Justin Ross should have gotten $3 million. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, the, like, and I, look, I don't know how much it's worth. I, I don't. I actually don't know how much a player is worth to a college program. There, there are all sorts of economic models, blah, blah, blah. The fact of the matter is, do you, know how much, yeah, do you know how much uh, Jordan <laughs> Madison is worth? I can tell you. I can tell $3 you. $3 million. $3 million house. and a house. Because that's the fun thing about a free market. It does tend to tell you how much things are worth. Nah, but you, uh, you know what the funny, you know what, but you know what the funniest part about the whole thing is, is the house in LA is such a wide range that yeah. this deal could be anywhere from like three million and a hundred thousand dollars to like thirty three million dollars, and there's no way you, to tell you, until you can he get a hundred thousand dollar house in LA. Where it's not good, the box. I'm not saying it's like a livable uh, house, but like <laughs> you, you can. By the strictest, by the strictest definition, not, not a freestanding house, not a freestanding house. It has wheels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Today it's Does an it LA house. Up? Tomorrow it's a Long Beach house. How about we, that? You could go to Tarzana or whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that you went with Tarzana there because it's just esoteric and close enough to me for me to appreciate that. I'm actually going there for lunch <laughs> tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good. Uh, Mexican slash Chinese slash shawarma place there. So, um, I am very interested now. Tell yeah, me, no, I, have, I have several okay, questions okay. now. Please, right. please give us the full breakdown of that meal there tomorrow yeah, as yeah, soon yeah. as possible. Uh, so, so, so it's 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 because like <laughs> it's really hard to get a kosher restaurant. So like you have to like do all of the things, and so like it's it's like a, a running joke within the community that like every restaurant now is also a sushi restaurant because sushi is super simple to make kosher. Um, mm. because it's uncooked fish 
and rice. So it's like a very simple thing. So like everything is sushi. You can have you can have sushi at your pizza place. You can have sushi at your ice cream place. You can have sushi at your Mexican place. Uh, the place that I'm going, I'm going to. I've already I already know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get a sesame chicken burrito bowl. Very excited. Sure. Yeah. So that's in Tarzana. But the point is, is that Justin Ross is is the reason why this entire debate about NIL is stupid. Um, it, it it look you don't have to pay the players. You don't. You can simply not do that. But to tell other people not to pay the players makes you a bad person. Yeah. Like, like what kind of person says like, no, young, uh, young man, you should not be paid for your work. Like. Damo Sweeney, which is worse because he then does it under the cover of darkness. Right. um, Which is, which, you know. Elon Musk. Elon Musk wants to pay folks. He's happy to spread his money around. uh, He very famously is not. (laughs) <laughs> oh, right. Whoa! Yeah, no, no. right, 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 right. How yeah. much to end homelessness? Mm. Mm. No. How, How much to buy evil, ruthless corporation? Mm. Yes. <laughs> uh, six billion, six billion to end world hunger, and uh, forty-five billion to stroke your ego and buy Twitter. Which one did he choose? I'm just saying, six billion dollars will not end world hunger. We spend way more on that in America, and we do not make a dent. Like you think Elon Musk, like you think Elon Musk is coherent and cogent enough to figure out how to like essentially end world hunger with $6 billion. Yes. To be clear, to be clear, it was not like he is the financier. He is going to hand the, I can't remember who, uh, the world. Oh yeah. I think because the world health organization is so good at its job. I don't think it's that. How's that pandemic going? I think it's the U. It's still going. Yeah. We're still making jokes about people getting COVID. It's still going on. It's still a thing. No, no, no. 100%. Still a thing. Um, so, like, that that talking point, I, 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 don't, I don't have a lot of time for. I have a lot of time for the talking point of he never intended to, to buy Twitter. He just wanted to tank Twitter's stock, which I think is really funny because he also tanked Tesla's stock in order to do it. <laughs> I find that less funny as an investor of Tesla. Uh, well, yeah, that's your fault. Don't invest in it is. people. Um, I'm on this podcast. I, I was, was going to say one. earmuffs to all potential sponsors on that last point. Um, so, so the NIL thing, stupid. Um, but I think that the, the, the fun thing about this draft, um, because it didn't have the quarterbacks, it did allow us to get into like the discourse around other positions. Um, like normally it's so dominated by Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or Mac Jones or, Trey Lance and like, and then like the takes sort of continue ad, ad infinitum. Like this year it's like, well, I thought Trey Lance was going to be better than Mac Jones. It's like, he hasn't played. Don't, don't be stupid. He might not be, but like, like, let's not have that. Whereas this year it's like, you got into discourse about sauce Gardner versus Derek Stingley, which to me is like much more fun because anybody can talk about a quarterback, right? Like it's, it's super easy to like get into like stupid intangibles about quarterbacks. It's like, Oh, he's a, he's a gamer. He's, he's, He's 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 a leader. He's you know people are going to respond to him. Whereas with quarterback, it's just like I don't know. Does he have fluid hips? Yeah, cool. Is he tall? Sure, great. Is he fast? Cool. Um, like you can get into the like the actual players as opposed to like the melodrama and the I don't like his makeup. Like what the fuck? Can he throw a ball accurately? Yes. Tom Brady's like a douche. These, <laughs> I do like how a lot of these top level decisions by seemingly smart executives essentially do do come down to. I did not like the cut of his jib. This yeah. Is- 
it's like, like we joke about it, but it's like a lot of this discussion is, I don't know. I think that boy got some dog in him. It's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> he got that dog in him. Like Cordell Flott, you know, I didn't think he was a third round pick. I probably, I had him in the fifth round. I watched the film. Got that dog in him. Got that dog uh, in him. I'm really happy we took him in the third round now. So <laughs> yeah, and, me. It, and it's like, like you, you, you talk about like, you know, and, and, and also like the, the discussion around other positions is just like so much healthier. Like I'm, I'm, I'm cool to say that, like, because you, you don't have to get into these like quasi racist. Is he smart enough to play middle linebacker? And it's like, uh, yes, yes. Nicobe Dean has a mechanical engineering degree. He's smarter than me. Yeah. But like, yeah. a mechanical engineering degree from Georgia. That's a state, that's a state university. Flagship university. It is a Georgian I mean, state university. I, I mean, Luke Fortner had a mechanical engineering degree, or it might be aeroscience from Kentucky. So, it, yeah, yeah. You're, ans- you're asking a lot of questions answered by your statement. Yeah, well, but like, <laughs> but the point is that, like, of the people who would say, who would say, is Nicobe Dean smart enough to play middle linebacker? He is smarter than those people because those is people he are healthy asking- enough to play middle linebacker. That's another. That's question. a question. That's a different question. <laughs> is he healthy enough? Probably not, um, you know, but, but, but like the, all the, like the discussions around quarterback are just like Justin Fields. is Justin Fields smart enough to play court. Yes. Do you understand how hard it is to play this at Ohio state? Like Ohio state has a super quarterback friendly system. They make it super easy on them. Um, it's really freaking hard to be good at it. Joe Burrow was not good enough to stick at Ohio state. Now you can say that's because urban Meyer is a weird sort of racist, which fair um but or it was just very wrong i i i i I like to say that he was wrong because it it reminds me of my favorite thing about um about kirby smart is that i hope kirby smart is racist because otherwise he looked at justin fields and jake Fromm and said jake Fromm is a better quarterback than justin fields so i hope as as someone who had to endure jake Fromm snaps in the nfl last season yeah yeah, Kirby Smart might be a racist. I hope Allegedly. he is. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. I'm telling Allegedly. you, I, I hope he's racist. Because if he's racist, then at least, then at least we know why he makes decisions. If he's not a racist, he is an idiot of the magnitude that I cannot fathom. He'd be Kirby. Dumb. Yeah. Not nice. smart. Oh. <laughs> he did also play Stetson Bennett. So, yeah, it I'm, doesn't get better. Yeah, right. Like, I... Uh, Although, although he, he played, he, he tried everything. Like, remember he like, I guess it, I don't, I guess it was last year where he was like last year and this year, he was like, okay, we're going into the season. Stetson Bennett's our quarterback. Let's bring in a transfer. Jamie Newman. Okay. Let's bring in another transfer. Just in case JT Daniels. Great. You get about two games in the season. Shit. Neither of them are healthy. All right. Stetson Bennett time. Let's go. And then this year I was like, Stetson Bennett's our quarterback. How about Dewan Mathis? No, no, we're still with Stetson Bennett, eh? <sighs> okay, okay. We're kind of stuck here. All right, all right. And like, like, I appreciate that about, about Kirby Smart looking at this guy who won him a title and was like, don't got that dog in him. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> not, vibes ain't right. Vibes ain't right. Um, but I you mean, know, is he wrong though? I mean, he won a title. Also, Chris, I'm not sure if you got this push notification during this recording. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has gotten popped for six games for PEDs. Uh, I only bring this up to mention that as uh, I had DeAndre Hopkins in Dynasty League last year and I traded him, 
and he now becomes the fourth receiver I've traded who immediately got suspended within a year. I'm 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 pretty happy with that. That's pretty good. Hopkins, what? Michael Thomas, uh, Antonio Brown, and Vincent Jackson. I traded all of them, and within a year, certain, all of them were suspended. I was certain Calvin Ridley was going to be there. No, I tried. <laughs> the Cal- the Calvin Ridley te- thing is honestly one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Technically, I also uh, add Josh Gordon every time he's reinstated, and then I drop him after three games when he's not used. Yeah, but yeah, Calvin Ridley's a, a, a crazy one because like, and look, not going to comment on mental health issues, you know, not going to not going to imply that they're not real or are real. I don't know. I, I, I do not know Calvin Ridley as as a person. What I do know is taking a mental health break and then getting popped for gambling on games is objectively funny. Um, from a league that uh, puts um, the line in, in their game uh, notices. Yes. And, and, and it's funny because like the NFL knows, right? Like they're aware that the only reason people watch them is because of gambling. Um, yes. Like, well, I, when you say the NFL, I'm sure that like Jerry Jones is aware. I'm not positive. Roger Goodell is. Roger Goodell doesn't have any um, independent thoughts. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like he pretty much just thinks what people tell him. He's a puppet. Like, and like it's, it's the same thing with Mark Emmerich. Oh, we didn't talk about Mark Emmerich stepping down. Um, the guy who, who was tasked with leading the NCAA from the Ed O'Bannon era, which the Ed O'Bannon suit was filed, if I recall correctly, about a month before Mark Emmerich took hold. And um, he leaves now. Uh, this guy got paid, got paid eight figures over the course of his contract. Eight. He won. He won. And people, it's, it's a funny thing because like people don't understand. It's, it's the same thing with Roger Goodell. Um, I think it's because the NBA is so good at this. Um, between Stern and Silver at, at having a commissioner who was actually in charge. Uh, baseball never had a well, commissioner. And it's, it's not just the, like, who's actually in charge. It's who's able to mask that he's actually in charge to the public. David Stern and Adam Silver never really lost control of the league, but they've been able to frame it to the public as it is a player-driven league led by – these superstar, but that's how it's framed. The problem right. with Goodell and Manfred is, you know, with Goodell, you know, the owner's in charge and he's a puppet with Manfred. You're aware that Manfred's in charge, which is a problem in its own right. Like you never want, you never want people to like realize that a, your commissioner is in charge or B your commissioner is a puppet. And to be honest with you, I'm not really sure which one's work. So, so the thing is, is that like in the NFL, like people, people think that Goodell has control and that's, that's when you get into these stupid arguments where like, oh, like, like, and and it's, and it's led by people like, and I'm going to use his name because you know, whatever, but like Dave Portnoy is a great example of this, right? Like he's like, oh, Goodell's a clown. This is all Goodell. Do you not understand how franchise operations work? Goodell is not an owner. Goodell does not have ownership stake in this league. He does not control anything. He is put out there so that when the players are negotiating with the owners, they have the, the owners can be like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you. Just the league, the league is the reason why you're not getting 50% cut and have no guaranteed contracts. And it's like, that's what I always respected about Stern and Silver. Stern and Silver are like, no, no, I am the reason that you, you are, are in the situation you are in. You have problems? Come to me. I am, I, I am the villain. And that's why David Stern is the greatest commissioner in, in as far as I'm concerned, the history of sports. Cause it was like, 
no, no, I'm in control. And if owners were like, and Adam Silver did the same thing. Like, remember, like Donald Sterling was like, I'm not selling the team. And Adam Silver like, no, you really are. You, you're done. You're gone. Well, but um, like, think about it, and, yeah. Because he basically just went, I'm going to assert dominance. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's look like, at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. Yeah. Uh, and, but like, imagine, imagine how any other commissioner in the history of sports would deal with the accusations of fixing the 1985 NBA draft lottery for the Knicks. Like David Stearns openly (laughs) jokes about it. He was like, yeah, it was a frozen envelope. He's like, do you like Goodell would never allow that stain on his reputation. Manfred would sue you because he's a fucking labor lawyer douche. douche. Uh, So, so, so was Stern and so is silver. That's the thing is that they came from the same thing. Silver, yeah. silver, silver is 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 a freaking Bond villain. Like from the way he looks to the way he behaves to his history, he is from. We, one of the- we're really going in on bald guys in this episode. I he does just- look like a Star Wars Inquisitor. That is true. Yeah, like Adam Silver is a cartoon villain. <laughs> um, but the, like the thing is about him is that he's just incredibly good at his job, and Roger Goodell is not. Rob Manfred is not. I don't know who the commissioner of hockey is. So, LOL. still Gary Bettman. Of course it is. Who's a freaking stern plant to tank the league? And that's yep. a that's a conspiracy <laughs> theory. I one hundred percent believe in. Um, is that Gary? <laughs> we want Adam Silver. No, I've got somebody better. Trust me. You'll you'll love him. He's great. He loves hockey. Um, and like and and soccer. Uh, to its credit, soccer to its credit doesn't have anyone in control. Um, Seth Bla- is Seth Blatter still the head of FIFA or is he in jail? No, he's he's got to be in jail now. Surely, got to be in jail. I don't think he's in jail. I think he's just retired. I mean, like I, I appreciate that about fo- like football. Um, is that like other other organizations of the size of FIFA are like we are not doing fraud, and then they do fraud. Um, and FIFA's like, no, 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 we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put the the World Cup in Qatar. You know the World Cup is in the yeah, summer, it's right? Like, we're, we're, we're a clean operation. Everything we do is fine. We're above, we're a beacon of um, you know uh, a positivity and humility. We're going to give the World Cup to Russia. Really? Does, really? does anyone want that? Uh, we're also going to give the World Cup to Qatar. Oh, okay, now you really take it a bit. Um. <laughs> and, like, and it's like no, no, no. Like we were uh, we were kidding about the Russia thing. You guys can go to Russia. That's fine. I don't. We weren't. We, that was almost fine. And it's like and the funniest thing about the Qatar. World Cup, and we'll talk about this more on this podcast as we get closer, um, is that the World Cup forever has been a summer tournament because the leagues play during the winter and the spring. And so it works out. There's a whole calendar. FIFA spends a lot of time on on windows and and summer tournaments and when things are. And they're like, all right, we're going to give the World Cup to Qatar. Okay. Um, Qatar is a desert state um, where... uh, there are no stadiums and it gets as high as 125 uh, degrees Fahrenheit during the day. We'll just so move to we November. Gonna, so yeah. we're going to hold this in, in a desert. Cool. How okay. we, what kind of stadiums are we going to build? Uh, open roof. Well, this is puzzling. Okay. Are they going to be air conditioned at all? Are they going to be protected from the sun? Mm, no. That costs money. So are, oh, Okay. No. So money, money. Let's talk about the money. Are we going to... Pay our workers. Wow. No, we're going to actively work them to death. Um, Great. That's, they didn't work them to death. They just threw them off the edge of the stadium when they were done with their jobs. 
great. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. And, 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 and this is, and, and, like, and that's not, that's not a joke. That would, I, no, that would actually that's, that, that, that's <laughs> Yeah. So is this going to be an event that's accessible to all forms of people? No. 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 And it's like, and look, like I, I say this as someone who's like, you know, whatever, like with, like with religious practice, fine, whatever. If Qatar wants to behave how Qatar wants to behave, I, Okay. Which which is completely fair. If I go to if you if as if, as a person from a foreign land, if you go to another country, you have to respect their traditions and right. customs. Which is completely right. fine. Like 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 you know, it, it's 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 like a like like a. I, I was reading about this like earlier this week, but like like the way that you piss off a local populace is you take one of their traditions and you abuse it. And the, the reason this came up was I was reading about like a Roman emperor who slaughtered a pig in the temple in Jerusalem and then kicked off a seven year war. Um, and like that's how shit like that happens. So like if I were to go to Dubai or Qatar, I would not be disrespectful of their customs. That's not how it works. Do you know what I wouldn't do? Put an international in, in an internationally important sport tournament there. So that um, you know, depending on how you want to look at it, 10% of the population for various reasons can attend. Um, due to uh their uh, uh that was actually my favorite thing when when FIFA was like uh, people of all cultures and all uh, gender identities, blah 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 blah, sexual orientations are welcome. And then um, in the lead up, the like like during the draw, they're like, "We will not be allowing rainbow flags. Um, we will not be allowing that." And you're like, "Yeah, we knew that, but FIFA told us that 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 the piss on our face was rain. So thank you for being clear about what we're doing." Um, My favorite thing about um, the build of this World Cup. Has no one seen this? This country is a cesspool in terms of what it wants to hear and what it doesn't hear for various reasons. Qatar, America, or England? Because oh, England, yes. England. Oh, okay. it's, it's 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 a good country, but it's also a very, very, very bad country in many ways. But <laughs> Alabama, one, or England. One the, <laughs> <laughs> but one of the big things that is um, terrible for is its feign ignorance. And, you know, football, quite a big thing in this country. Another big thing in this country, people like to get drunk. And the first question to come over here was, if I was to go to this World Cup in Qatar, where would I be able to drink? I don't think that should be your first overriding concern, all things considered. And, like, look, like, I'm, and, and, and I think, like, the argument, and, I, like, this is, like, sort of, like, what I want to end, like, this point on, because, like, we can go on this forever, and we will. Um, but, like, I think that there is something to engaging with parts of the world that you want to improve. I, I think that there is something to that, right? Like, I think, I think cutting people off whole cloth is a bad idea because it just, it just entrenches bad behavior such as it is, you know, I, I think engaging with your enemies in some fashion, whatever, you know, like not enemies. Like if, if someone is up to the level of enemy, then it's just like probably don't legitimize them, but like improving situations, right? Like I, I, I'm with that. I'm good with that. But the way that you do that is you go to Qatar and you say, look, you can have the FIFA World Cup. You can sport wash the whole situation. Have at it. But here is how this is going to work in these areas, right? Like, you, 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 this is how it's going to work. And then it's like, okay, like, we're going to sort of like Abu Dhabi this, right? Like how Dubai has like zones of freedom is what I'm going to call or zones of Western acceptance where it's like, you know, if you're, if you're a Muslim, they'll, they'll like, send you to jail for five years but if you're not you can drink all you want and smoke and whatever and like 
okay, like uh, you, you create a zone of influence and then like slowly but surely attitudes change, blah, 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 maybe, or, or you just make it so that they're more tolerant of people, blah, 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 blah. That's not what this is. This is just like, no, 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 we're going to support a government that executes homosexuals, which great. Glad we're doing that. Glad we're doing that. Uh, to say nothing of the killing people, uh, slaving, um, moving the World Cup, which is like on the list pretty low, but like it does make it so that I'm watching the wrong football on Thanksgiving, um, which is like a, a minor inconvenience. Just wait until Americans realize that like, this is how millions of Americans are going to realize that we're the only ones to celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. It's going to be like, oh, our, our, our English friends, it's also Black Friday. What are you guys doing today? And it's like, it's Friday. The pilgrims left us, went somewhere else, and then got kicked out of there. And keep in mind, the pilgrims got kicked because, out of Amsterdam. <laughs> is it because they did? Is it because they didn't get Black Friday off? Special thank you to our guest, uh, Krish. Um, <laughs> you can find Krish on Twitter at Krishan underscore Mamba twenty four. Wait, is there an underscore? I think there's an underscore. There is an underscore. Yeah. There is an underscore. We believe in underscores on this podcast. Um, you can find him on Cop and Fraka. Uh, the you are going to want to subscribe to the Patreon because. Um, the next three weeks, four weeks, if things go well against Vill- Villarreal, 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 yeah, the fighting Giovanni Los Celsos. Um, that uh, that uh, UCL final is on uh, May 29th. So uh, Liverpool are going to be busy. So check out the Patreon. Uh, check out the Cop and Fraca um, podcast. I don't know, Chris, if you're ever on the main pod. I have not been invited for seemingly obvious reasons. Uh, I also, um, I, I get invited on, but for geographical reasons, I also can't attend. Uh, ah. So there's that. Yeah. Oh, right. They, they record live. <laughs> right. That makes sense. Um, In the so, same room and everything. <laughs> uh, there's videos because you should follow them on Instagram. Touchline Fraka. Does Coppen have an Instagram? We do. Coppen Fraka. Follow them on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. We will get that up and running. Just about the time that you send your 100th tweet to at Mr. Mojo Rising 89. Someone tweets 100 times at Mr. Mojo Rising 89 before the end of the week. I'll, I'll, I'll actually create an Instagram. Um, <laughs> you mean you weren't going to do it before? It's just pictures of Krish. Yeah, that's Our right. Instagram is just pictures of Krish. <laughs> uh, for all of your uh, other takes, please um, add us at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. I made an, a Rogaine joke about Rob Holding this weekend and a militant uh, pharmaceutical person got in my mentions about how Rogaine was poisoning people. Um, yeah. It was a joke. Rob Holding used to not have hair. Now he has hair. Um, oh, he just went to Turkey. That's basically what it was. Ah. <laughs> so the, the, the joke is people who people go to Turkey uh, for various medical procedures, whether it be uh, veneers, Brazilian butt lifts, penis sure. enlargement surgery, which is as apparently a thing as well now. Wait, go back to that um, last one. <laughs> penis enlargement surgery. Where? <laughs> but hypothetically, where? If I was the finest that's, product. That's disgusting. I'm disgusted, but where exactly is the... <laughs> oh my God, no, where? <laughs> um, and of course, one of the big exports of Turkey is um, hair transplants. So yeah. a lot of people who are having receding hairlines or balding will go to Turkey. Um, and I have seen a video and a picture of multiple men on their way back from Turkey with bandages wrapped around their head 
um, as per potential local traditions in some aspects. Um, so yeah, they come back, they you know remove the hair from the, the their butt, put it on their head, and voila, fresh head of hair. How much hair do you guys have on your butts? Uh, special thank you uh, to our sponsors, the Smith Workforce Management Group, and whoever Blue Wire decided to put in. Yeah, that's a yeah. valid question. I really, I really hope it's Get Roman. I, I just, just, just how we ended that. Please, please. Um, it's gonna be really, it's gonna be really weird if it's indeed. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, it's actually just hymns. We have the off-brand Roman. Um, a special thank you to all of our, our listeners. I don't know why you do, but you continue listening. Please like, subscribe, share, um, give us positive reviews. We, we appreciate all them. 12 of you, all 12 of you. Um, we assume you guys will come back when soccer comes back, but, uh, you know, if not, please like subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your, uh, local Turkish penis enlargement expert. Um, and, uh, if you have one, just, you know, at Mr. Mojo rising 89, he can appreciate it. Um, but as we always say, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.